What's up, guys? Welcome to In the Office with Scott and Wes. Uh, we are back. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so we're... Thank God for Starbucks, Gosh. right? Yeah, you've been a big fan of Starbucks lately. Yeah, and it kind of goes against sort of who I am as a person to kind of cheer for the underdog. Like being, first of all, uh, my Auburn take last week completely wrong. Um, <laughs> I got really caught up in in the emotion of the moment, which is typical of Auburn fans. Yeah. I mean, I know what. Well, we're you like. went, you went through the whole process. I went through the whole Auburn process, fan. and and like I, you know, you just kind of like get this thing. Goes, oh man, we're Auburn, and and there's some like we we think somehow there's some supernatural being that's gonna like help us win football games, especially at home. Yeah. Um. But it's just ridiculous, and and what what I have like come to realize is that we're not special. We're not special. There's actually a chapter in the book that I recommended last week that's called "You're Not Special," mm-hmm. and it's important for Auburn fans everywhere to realize that we're not special. We're just very average. Now we're gonna smoke Sanford <laughs> on Saturday because uh, they're bad. But there's I see a lot of chit chat out there. It's like, oh yeah, now that two is hurt, like Auburn's really should maybe be the favored. Um, it doesn't take an unbelievable quarterback to throw slant routes to to five star right. first round draft pick receivers that Alabama right. has. Right. And and you still gotta score points against still one of the better defenses you're gonna face all year. I know that L S U torched them, but L S U torches everyone. Um so yeah. So tell me about we started talking about the Starbucks thing. Yeah. Maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, man, Any I, other point you would have crapped on Starbucks. I know, and, and I crap on it mostly because I think that their Pike Place, their kind of standard blend that they'll just that's always on the tap. I guess if that's what they call it in coffee shops, is a tap. It's always ready to go. That's what you get. Pike Place, Pike Place. I think it's terrible. It tastes like um, charcoal, pretty much. But they have a light roast, and now it's it's <laughs> only on the gun or, or tap or whatever in the morning. But then they'll do pour overs in the afternoon, and it's really good. But and this isn't surprising at all. Like my take last week or, or however long ago that Chick-fil-A asked me too many questions. There's too much interaction. Yeah, what yeah. I love about Starbucks is like this morning when I'm driving over here, I'm on 459 about to, you know, pass 65. I get on the Starbucks app. I order my coffee. I walk in. It's sitting there waiting for me. I don't have to say a word to anybody. Wow. Unbelievable. 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 And you know what I found out? Because we have uh, a friend of the program, yeah, a friend yeah. of the program, uh, Chandler Vitamin C, yeah, Vinci Chan C. on Instagram. If you want to follow him, <laughs> he's single, ladies. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we uh, we're talking to him because he works at the Starbucks that we go to, and he's talking about the benefits their employees have. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. A, yeah, like you you sort of think, uh, oh yeah, at Starbucks is probably like uh, a slightly nicer McDonald's. They probably treat their employees like crap. Give them it. There's like health insurance. Yeah. There's money for education, um, competitive wages. If you if you're, I was like watching a video. If they, if you're having issues, they'll pay for you to go see counseling and and they're like employee training. Yeah, apparently it's like ridiculous. Yeah, so I was reading the book The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg earlier in this year, and they were talking about that whole program. They take people that are quote unquote unemployable. Yeah. Um, and they train them through this program to teach them like. You know, people skills like how to you know how to make a sale but you yeah. know you know basically still be courteous and things like that and they they have multiple multiple or many stories of people that like ended up they thought they were kids that were you know were never going to be able to get jobs because yeah. they were just horrible people and yeah. couldn't control themselves and could you know get angry at customers but once they got to the end of that training program a lot of them are running them own some of the starbucks yeah. you know it's crazy yeah so i'm, I'm not gonna like sit here and say hey look you should support your local starbucks because that seems kind of ridiculous because i think they're fine <laughs> yeah, yeah but i i think especially in the christian church around the season when they come out with all their holiday cups we tend to like oh no not Starbucks. hey chick-fil-a man what are you doing <laughs> you had us and now you're 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 making it difficult but it's a good organization yeah. and um you know the inclusivity and, and and hiring people that may be unemployable elsewhere and training them and, and paying for their education and all that stuff i mean i i support the product and you know what their blonde roast is really good yeah it's really good it's really good mm. scott we have another guest today we do have a guest this is a treat this, this is, is a, a treat. treat for us uh we have no other than mr david mcgar in here hello <laughs> <laughs> david mcgar of he is our um 
our communications director here at the church. He also has a side project, uh, Birmingham Burby. You can follow it on Instagram. Uh, we can talk about that. It's fine. You're going to have to cut that out. No, for no, sure. we can, yeah, we can talk about <laughs> no, that. It's you fine. Talk about yeah, that. we can talk about it. It's fine. But um, it's a Methodist church. But uh, <laughs> you know, David's, David's an incredible guy, incredibly uh, talented um, around my age. Yeah. We were in youth together here. Yeah. A, a solid youth group of yeah, like 12, solid, students. 12 students. Yeah, it was great. It was great. You know, people um, people forget. People forget that the youth at this church uh, used to meet kind of back behind our office in sort of this small little area with this old kind of 1980s big screen TV and stadium seating. And there used to be literally max 10 of us in the high school program on a Wednesday or Sunday night. It was very, very different back then it, than it is now. It was definitely different, but it was, you know, it was a nice like – we all knew each other. Yeah, tight group. Yeah, it was, oh, a, it was a tight group. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And now, like, it was one of the things, because I didn't start coming here until I was late in my junior year, and that's one of the things that attracted to me about it was it was tight-knit. Everyone knew each other. Yeah. And um, and there was something about it uh, that we all kind of, you know, it was great. And I think you kind of lose that when the youth program gets massive. I mean, even now, like, we have – well, I don't because I'm going to a wedding. But Wes uh, – <laughs> has a has a lock-in tonight and there's going to be 200 something middle schoolers that are there and um and odds are you're probably not going to know we looked at it i think last night like 95 of them have never been been guests yeah and um and that's kind of a a big difference now it's crazy it's crazy so uh scott and i were sitting in the office earlier and then david came walking through the hallway and came walking in and uh we pretty much immediately started talking about this topic david and and you and i it kind of went back and forth. Yeah, we're on I different mean, sides of this coin. <laughs> and I think, okay, let me preface this with, all right, so the Tesla reveal was last night for the new truck. I, and it's it's no secret, I'm a big Tesla fan. I like what they're doing, and I like I like the products they make. It's definitely let no me, secret. Let me yeah. say I also love Tesla. Yeah, which we both agree on. And I think we both agree. <laughs> so the truck reveal was last night, and the truck, the cyber truck as it's called, it's a terrible name. We both yeah, we, gotta, looks, we have we have to start we have to start there. It's okay. a terrible name. The name is awful. The name's awful. I agree, and I think for the market that they're trying to sell trucks to, that's that was a horrible direction to go. I think the look of the truck also looks awful. looks <laughs> it looks like a three D render of like this is the basic shape of a truck. It looks like something I could have made in Microsoft Paint as a child. Yeah, it, it's a larger DeLorean. Yeah, yeah. from Back yeah. to the Future, which is no like yeah. Like, how do you go from Model S, Model 3, Model X, Model Y, which are standard, to Cybertruck? Beautiful cars. Absolutely beautiful cars. Cybertruck. 100%. But I told you I was, with the functionality of it, of the the specs that they've released, which have been true in the past, the the, the specs they've released have been, like, confirmed to be true, true specs. And I think, I think the truck functionality wise is a great, truck whatever so i mean i'll give you that it's probably going to be a really great truck but when it boils down to it it's so ugly yeah and i I agree i don't know i don't know anyone that's a worker that's going to buy that type of truck and i agree so it's really it's really it's meant for it's for the the working the the hipster working man right it is right hipster. yeah well Wes, right now i'm on uh tesla's website and i can order you one of these things <laughs> all you gotta do is pay a hundred dollars it's fully refundable to get your name on the list so <laughs> you want to do this i can just all i gotta do is press my touch id it's ready Full, to go I, i'd say yeah. fully refundable you pull the trigger oh yeah. yeah you don't know where you're gonna be in in two or three years but we have to think for like for whatever what it was 40 grand or i guess really yeah. it ended up being 47 yeah you could get a fully self-driving truck that can theoretically listen. Let me talk to you after after Elizabeth Warren wins uh, the presidential nomination in November and wipes <laughs> out your student debt, and you're dealing with all this free money. You don't think you're gonna have about fifty k just laying around yeah, to yeah, lay yeah, out yeah, on yeah. this truck? But as a nurse, but as an F one like with the F one fifty being ooh, now we're getting into my not, this is like my dream truck right here. Is so. the F one fifty? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why it's your dream truck? Because yeah, it's, it's a great it's truck. It's beautiful. It's yeah. well built. I mean, yes. it's Ford, man. It's you built can't Ford go wrong with the Ford. Did you? So you didn't? You didn't watch the reveal though? 
No, I did not watch the reveal. So they did a tug of war. <laughs> I had I had things that I had to do. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Tug of war. Well, I watched I watched the condensed video later. They 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 of did course. a tug of war with an F one fifty in the in the Tesla truck. And you watched the ten minute version from the Verge on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the deal it was with Business Insider. Yeah. With electric, that's kind of unfair because with electric motors, you're talking about instant torque, and you're talking about Truth. instant torque, a hundred percent of it. True. Right, right when you hit the gas. Pedal. Sure. But it also dragged it uphill. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's pretty. Look, I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think anybody's arguing that it probably has capabilities like a Ford F one fifty doesn't have. But if you are, if you're a guy that wants a truck, and you're looking at these things, you are not going to buy. No, this. it aesthetically, I don't want to. I think for the pure looks, I don't know that I would want it. But. I'm trying to think of what it looks wise. like. It looks like it's from a video game, like on a Nintendo NES. Yeah. It could be on Tron. It could be on Tron. My other thought, though, Tron. too, was is this like a vehicle because of the it, – it's supposed to, you know, be bulletproof and, and also – like, is this something that – Military. Military or, or, like, Secret Service or cops would even consider using, especially with the 0 to 60 if you're trying to – run someone down and all, I don't know. Can you imagine if you're trying to like run from a cop and he's got one of these things he go from zero to 16, whatever it is, like a second. <laughs> yeah. He's just like up on you. Oh, but yeah, yeah no, I wild. think, I think that mm-hmm. is something to consider. Cause I do think, especially at that price point, cause like, you know, we live in Hoover and, and our cops have, you know, Tahoes, which I'm sure, sure that after they've had all the things, they're probably like 60, 65,000. Yeah, probably apiece. almost in that range. So, I mean, there is, there is some legitimacy to that concept that this could be used by now I don't think Elon Musk is looking to sell a fleet of these things to the cops or to the military. I don't think maybe he is kind of like a Tony Stark type character. Yeah, who knows? Before yeah. before yeah. he sees yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. negative side of it, before yeah. Tony gets a heart. <laughs> you know. All right. So David, you were talking earlier about um a different car. If you weren't gonna get your F one fifty, what yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was talking about the new uh, Mustang Mach-E, which Ooh. I believe was introduced uh, either last week or earlier this week. So, um, you know, getting out ahead of Tesla and their electric truck, which is a brilliant move. Um, I mean, here, here's the deal. When I turned 15, uh, my grandmother bought a 1965 Ford Mustang for me. So it's more of a nostalgia uh, thing for me. Um but it's it's half Mustang, half half SUV, and it's all electric as well. That's crazy. And it's uh, to me, it's it's you know it's a beautiful car. It 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 looks like a poor man's version of the uh, Lamborghini Urus, which is their uh, SUV yeah. car thing. Do you know there? I haven't. I don't know anything about this car actually. So I only know that I really like the way it looks. <laughs> it looks good. It looks good. It's got that huge iPad right there in the middle. Yeah, it's got yeah. the big touch screen. Yeah. Kind of like it looks like a Tesla. If you're like that, not the car, but like as far as the screen in the middle. But it's a that Ford. Concept, you know, but it's a Ford. It's, it's yeah. Americana. Built tough. Yeah, yeah built yeah. tough. Built yeah. by those hardworking robots in Detroit, probably. <laughs> Hey, someone has to service those robots. That's true. Someone's so. gonna service the robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. Um, I are, I think it's I think it, one thing that I do think is cool is there was kind of a time to about oh yeah electric cars electric cars electric cars, and you sort of always thought all right that's never gonna happen just because like the oil and gas lobby being so yeah so the fact that Ford came out with a vehicle that is a legitimate a legitimate contender to be an electric car that you can you can actually do something with, I think is a giant step yeah. towards kind of where we're going. Or I think if Ford's doing it now, all these other companies have to come out with something similar. Yeah, and Ford is working on an electric F-150 as well. Oh GM gosh. is working on an electric pickup truck. Which so, is awesome. It, yeah, I mean, it just it comes, it boils down to like... Y- for as far as electric vehicles, it's it's going to get to the point where it's yeah. you know your your car is going to be electric. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I'm very very excited by that. And they've made it they've made it cool. I mean that yeah. There's, oh, yeah. there's no other way around it. They've made it cool. One of the things that you know kind of bugs me is that it doesn't make noise. And I've you know growing up a car person, that was like the one thing that's that true. When you, when you when you have a car with a V8 drive by you and it, you know they've got a, a nice loud exhaust. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, it just hit it punches it, you right. right in your stomach, right? You know? Right yeah. in your heart. Which I think 
I think that I'm sure that'll be fixed before too long. Like people will put some type of sound. Oh, they'll fake thing. it for yeah, sure. I mean, my, I, I drive like a little uh, Ford Focus ST, so it's you know it's a Ford Focus, but it's the sporty. <laughs> but it's Ford the sport. Focus. It's the ST. It's, and, uh, it's the ST. Yeah, and and one of the things they do with that because it's like a it's like a four cylinder car is they they actually pipe noise into the cabin to make wow. it sound like. It is a larger engined car. Oh, really? Yeah, no, and it sounds it sounds great, yeah. but it every time I hear it, I'm like, "You're not real. You're yeah. fake." <laughs> <laughs> and you let me drive that thing. That thing, that thing does. It's got get up. Yeah, it's it, it's it a could. fun it little car. You know, I boogies. wanted a pickup truck, and my last car broke down, and I couldn't afford a pickup truck at the time. So it was like, "Well, yeah, I'm gonna get something that's gonna last me a while and is gonna at least be fun to drive." Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Kids go out and learn how to drive a stick shift. Let yeah. me tell you, you just you just have to do it. I remember my uh, my brother's dream car growing up. Speaking of like exhaust and all that stuff, he always wanted a truck and he always wanted to put Flowmasters on it. That's what he wanted. <laughs> I'll put Flowmasters on it, however big, because it because in <laughs> Fort Payne where we grew up, that was like the oh, status yeah. symbol of yeah. choice. It's like having a truck that when you stepped on it, it woke the neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, I had a I had a 1997 Jeep Wrangler. Oh, a, I remember that. With, oh, a, yeah, yeah, with yeah. a Flowmaster exhaust yeah. on it. That's yeah, I remember you driving around uh, <laughs> listening to Mika on that. Is it a, <laughs> yeah, is, it a, <laughs> is it a stick? Yeah, it was a stick. Uh, basically, all the cars I've owned except for one, and I've owned my fair share of cars, uh, have been stick shifts. Like four or five have been wow. stick shifts. I think there's definitely like value to learning how to drive a stick shift car. Yeah, it's I just think it's if, like, more if you're, fun. And if you're a teenager in high school right now and you have access somehow to a stick shift car, you should definitely try and learn how to drive it. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, we, we were going to talk about this later, but there are stick shift cars out there, and... Uh, I recently had a little bit of a health scare. I don't want to go ahead and, and turn there, but yeah. I was driving that night, and my wife has not yet learned how to drive a stick shift, and I had a, a health issue, and so we were kind of like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Thankfully, my parents were there, and so we just took their car. Okay. Wow. Wow. So there you go. Yeah, it looks like I saved David's life. <laughs> That's so great. so That's go great. out and learn a stick you know yeah. save my yeah. life there's something special too it's like you really feel like connected to the car too like when you're when you're the one changing the engine you like feel when the car is revving when it's it, i mean it's something special about well, it. well i mean for someone like me though that watches movies in the office while i drive i need that automatic train <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's one less thing to worry I, about <laughs> we do not condone watching movies while driving Yeah, we're not condoning it but i mean it's not like, I mean, I got a long drive this afternoon to go to Georgia for this wedding, so it's not <laughs> like I'm not going to be watching documentaries on Disney Plus when right, down right. there. <laughs> well, Scott, you also had a tech upgrade. Let's, yeah, let's talk so, about that. Yeah, uh, so got a new iPad, got the new iPad Air that came out um, early this year. And so the decision I really had to make was, do I want the Pro or do I want the Air? Um, you know, the Pro's about 300 more dollars, and it's USB-C, which is nice. Uh, it's got a it's got a nicer display. It's a little snappier, but for what I was, for what I want to do, which is not I'm not going to be editing videos or, or doing anything like that. What I'm using it for is pretty much like a laptop replacement, and then doing video editing on our on our desktop computer we have here and all that stuff. So, for me, I couldn't justify the extra three hundred dollars for the pro for what I wanted to do with this. Sure, but I will say this. So I had, the previous one I had was an iPad Air 2, which came out, I think, uh, three or four years ago. And it's got an A8 chip, and this is an A12. And you talk about chips, and I, I have no idea, like, how any of it works. <laughs> I know that apples are really good, but I can tell you right now, you can tell a difference. Like, yeah. it is snappy. Like, it's right. crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. It's a, it's a fantastic product. Go to your local Apple store and just go ahead and shell out the $600, $700 for it. Uh, get you the Apple Smart Keyboard for another $150. They'll give you, but if you're a student, they'll give you that $20 discount, which makes a huge difference. <laughs> I was super disappointed. I went in and said, do you guys give student discounts? Like, oh, yeah, because I've always heard they give discounts for education purposes. It's like, great. And then, like, I paid for it and got the receipt, and it's $20 off. It's like, I mean, come on. I wanted, like, 100 or something, <laughs> like a bigger percentage. But, yeah, so, no, it's great. I am... Um, I've enjoyed it. Wrote a uh, a paper last night on a book I didn't read, um, <laughs> which is something that's kind of become a pastime for me in seminary is writing uh, papers on books and read. But yeah, yeah, it's a great thing. And and so I 
I highly recommend, at least at some point in your life, if you're not a, a hardcore, if you have a tablet and a laptop, and you don't do a, a lot of kind of editing and you know, all that stuff on your laptop and, and stuff like that, then, then this is something that saves you a ton of space in like yeah. your briefcase or whatever. I mean, I can carry this thing around. It's like a, I mean, it's like tiny, especially yeah. with a keyboard. So th- this makes, I want to talk to David about this because he does do our communications yeah. media and stuff. He's like regularly editing things and making videos, things like that. Like, what are your thoughts on this like kind of tablet versus laptop? Yeah, so first off, uh, this is my favorite segment of y'all's podcast is when y'all talk tech. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a big, yeah. I'm a big tech guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love tech. Um, Scott, now's probably a bad time to tell you that we have a Apple business account, so we probably could have saved you some money on... Um, <sighs> On that <laughs> iPad Air that you have there, <laughs> uh, but uh, oh. but there's always next time, right? <laughs> there's always next time. Um, You'll be back to the Apple Store. We'll, yeah. we'll be back. So, so I'm a big tech guy. I owned uh, the first um, iPhone that came out, the original yeah. iPhone. Um, it was, you know, I held on. I wish I had held on to it and kept it. Uh, I think I, I probably threw it away. Um, but I've had like the first iteration of probably every new Apple yeah. tech when it comes to the the iPod, the iPhone, the Apple Watch, the iPad, um, all of them. I love them. And so uh, to get to your question, though, um, I, we are we are going to get to a point where basically the tablet is going to replace um, yeah. a, a laptop or. Um, a desktop for most consumers and even into some prosumer which is you know professional yeah but not apple prosumer is an unbelievable word that i've never heard now, before, yeah yeah, yeah. so it. so a prosumer is basically like uh most most of what what i do would be considered like professional but it's wow. still at a consumer level this guy <laughs> but then you get but then you get into the guys that like pixar and the guys that are making yeah. movies and stuff like that like it's just not enough process processing power to do what they need to do so they have sure. to have like well, you know, I, massive computer i think if you, if you if you think back to like when steve jobs unveiled the ipad i think that was like the somewhat the intent was eventually this is going to be the thing that replaces um you know your laptop computers and they've made major strides with their like os and now like fully functional photoshop you can is now like on, it used to be that just you know Adobe had apps that they were kind of mini yeah. versions of it, but now they're actually releasing full fledged desktop class yeah. apps on on iPads. Especially yeah, and there's um, there's so one of the things that I do is edit video, and there's on there's a software I can't remember what it's called. It's an app on for iPad that you can actually now edit wow. um, video pretty close to what you can do in like Adobe Premiere Pro. Really? Wow. So like things like After Effect, like can it at this point fully support all of those like adobe i think after effects is probably a stretch just because you have to have a lot of processing power but um i I think it wouldn't surprise me within the next year or two that you see adobe premiere pro on an ipad yeah especially with um usb-c now being able to import and um and export video pretty quickly well i guess my thing too with like i guess with like laptops I mean, they are getting much thinner, but it seems like there is more room for them to put more hard hardware in there for bigger batteries, you know, sure. more storage, more processing power, whatever it is. So, I mean, I, I guess I assume that, you know, eventually we are going to get to a point where, you know, they can make them whatever size. But I just have a hard time seeing at a certain point how an iPad is going to replace, you know, something like a something like a laptop for I think it's the the ninety percent of people. It's not going to matter. Yeah, ten sure. percent it will. Sure. And I also I have a hot take on the size of devices. I think that you're going to start seeing devices grow a little Get bit. Bigger. Yeah. Um, because I think they I think that was a big thing is to make them as small, as, small as you can. As possible. Um, but I think that that's I think they've hit a point where it's hard to make it smaller, and they're wanting to add more functionality, so it's probably gonna get bigger so hot take david's hot take give me five years on this i think devices are probably gonna get a little you bit bigger. Here. well if you if you think about kind of like the original iphone when it came out one of the things they talked about was like when you held it in your hand your thumb 
could go anywhere without having to readjust. That was the thing. Right. And I think it was like a 3.5 inch display. Yeah. And now like the one I have, I think is 6.1. And yeah. so, I mean, almost, almost double the size. And this is kind of like your standard. So I have an iPhone 10R. This is like your standard size of a cell phone now is yeah. this. And so I do think like the bigger screen um, and kind of like the bigger bulker. I mean, you know, Apple just came out with a new, a new uh, MacBook Pro, like a 16 inch, which is, pretty bulky yeah that's a that's a big computer it's a big computer and so yeah i think you're right i think we're kind of going uh in that direction but i i think david's right that for the vast majority of consumers a tablet will at some point like replace it just because it's so easy to to carry around yeah especially with these like keyboards they make for them now which function a lot of the same ways the touch of you know touch screens have gotten to a point where you can pretty much do whatever you want to stylus apple pencils whatever you want to call it is great and um and like i said i i can do 98 99 of what i want to do on this thing um and so like like i said i think that in the things i can't do here i could do on on i think desktop computers are always going to be a thing yeah because yeah. there's always going to be something yeah that you need the amount of horsepower that a desk only a desktop can have with its size sure um, that you'll never be able to replace well and if you look at the ipad pro it's like a the the large one i think is a 13 inch yeah they were making laptops that size i don't know if they still are but they were yeah. a couple years ago yeah and so the ipad pro with a keyboard uh the key folio i yeah, think the is folio. what they call it <laughs> yeah. uh yeah. is 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 basically a laptop yeah. that folds yeah. into a tablet yeah and you so you have i mean if you walk into your office you've got I mean, you've got cameras, you've got drones, you've got your MacBook. Yeah, I've got a lot of. You've got uh, a lot of. Depending on who listens tech. to this, we might have to edit. But I've got a lot of toys, yeah. and I don't want people that are my bosses to hear me use the word. <laughs> they toys. don't listen to that. I don't think they listen. But <laughs> it's, it's stuff you're interested in, and stuff like that's all in your field of work. And right. It's it's stuff that makes my job a lot easier and uh, allows us to do some really cool things. So do you? So do you see yourself switching over to a iPad? um pro no save. no i don't i what i see the ipad pro being is um sort of an in-between device that i can use um like scott was saying yeah. with photoshop having photoshop on a device that can I, that i can move around a little bit easier yeah. with yeah it's it's more of an in-between device but it, it to me at this point does not replace being able to edit a video oh yeah sure yeah i mean i still think especially for because i like, tried to uh, to edit a video on on an iPad, I mean like basic stuff like using like iMovie or Adobe Premiere Rush, which is something I have. Yeah. It's kind of like a yeah, I've seen that, but I haven't actually played with it. It's not. It's it's kind of like a slightly nicer iMovie. I mean, not slightly. It's pretty. It's a nicer iMovie, but it's kind of the same concept. But um, the one thing um, about like having a trackpad or a mouse or whatever when you're editing is you can get really precise. Yeah, and I guess you can with a style, but it's still a little bit awkward. And so there's, I still think there's that, you know, whatever they call it, like UI user interface thing that a that a tab or that a computer still has when you're editing videos, where you can get more um, precise with the the touches, I guess. Yeah, and the crazy thing to me is that Apple's probably three to four years ahead, so they oh, probably yeah. already have a device that. Oh yeah, of course they do. That's in product or not yeah. in production, but in like a prototype. Yeah phase yeah that's gonna solve the issues that we're talking about right now yeah yeah no i agree but um so kind of like transitioning a little bit so i don't know like the best way to do this except to just like go right at it we're actually lucky that you're here <laughs> and and um in a lot of ways. The last um, time someone told me that, I had anxiety for uh, two weeks. So. Oh yeah, sorry. If this ha if yeah. that happens again, <laughs> that's my bad. It's on you, Scott. It's my bad. Well, it's it's been great. I mean, I guess to put it lightly, you you and your wife Laura have had a rough go at it the past year. Yeah, we've had a tough. It's uh, probably like six months. Yeah. Um, no other way around that. Yeah, and but it it's just like. The stuff that that y'all have gone through like really sucks and is really tragic. But I think what amazes me is y'all's y'all's ability to to move through that and lean into God. And so I, I was guess I was just wondering if you could talk about maybe your past year a little bit. Yeah. So um, 
in May of this year, um, the year of our Lord 2019. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, had to do it. I heard <laughs> someone say that the other day, and it yeah. just been sitting in my sitting head in for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my wife and I were at uh, my nephew's graduation um, at the Pelham Civic Center, and uh, Home I started of your Birmingham Bulls, right? Yes, yeah. the Birmingham Bulls. I've not seen a Birmingham Bulls game yet. It's uh, actually. It's actually pretty fun. Yeah, they're, they're fun. I, yeah. Everyone keeps telling me they're awesome. They're fun. I've just, I, you know, I've never been a huge hockey guy. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so home of the Birmingham Bulls. Uh, I was uh, waiting for my um, family to get there so that we could go sit and see my nephew graduate high school. Um, and I had just like a tingling feeling in my fingers on the right side of my body. Um so within about 10 minutes, that um, tingling had worked its way all the way up my right arm and had turned into uh, just kind of a numbness. And then that happened to the right side of my face. Um, and then it, when it started creeping into my face, uh, I looked at uh, my wife, Laura, and I said, we need to, we probably need to go. We probably need to go to the ER or find a doctor. I, I don't even remember what I said, but... Um, so we started walking out of the uh, arena, and then, um, as a side note, I'm a huge Alabama fan, and I saw an Alabama basketball yeah. player walking in, and I I just remember thinking like, man, I really wish I could say some to something to him right now, but yeah. the whole right side of my body doesn't work. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, side note, not important. Alex Reese, if you're listening, shout out. Uh, had, <laughs> I was having now. a stroke while I saw you. So. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, so we walk out, and I try to – I look at Laura, and I try to say something to her, and uh, it's just like my speech is totally slurred. Um, and so at this point, the right side of my body is not working really well and my speech is slurred so we're both starting to freak out and I have her go talk to um a police officer that was at the entrance uh that had it closed down and say hey like we're having some sort of emergency and we need to get out can we come out this way so we get to the car and we're trying to get out of the parking lot people are walking in late um so the parking lot still got a lot of people walking through and I'm having a panic attack because I feel like I'm starting to I feel like I'm dying and then there's people in the middle of the road and I'm just like please get out of the way like I've got to get out of here anyways we made it to the cop and then we decided to pull over and he called um the paramedics over and so the fire department got there probably within two minutes or so and um by that point I was starting to feel better feel a little bit more normal um my feeling had come back I was starting to be able to talk again and uh yeah, so the fire department got there, got to ride in an ambulance to Grandview uh, Medical Center. Uh, unfortunately, no lights, no sirens. Oh. Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a cop because yeah. of the lights and sirens. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big lights and sirens guy, and I didn't even get it. Yeah. Um, but we get to the hospital. I'm sitting in uh, the ER waiting room. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, so there's not. I, I feel like they were probably a little bit understaffed. Um, so I sat in the lobby of the ER for probably about two and a half to three hours. Jeez. Wow. And it was just me and the two paramedics that took me there because you're not allowed, you can't have family back until you're actually admitted into the ER. Um, so I got to know them really well. And as I'm strapped to the stretcher in front of the, uh, the exit to the ER, like literally in front of the exit to the ER, I start having the same symptoms that I'd had earlier. So I'm freaking out, and uh, I tell the paramedic, I'm like, hey, it's happening again. She walks over to the front desk of the, the ER, and she's like, what do y'all want me to do? And they basically told her, yeah, just go back and monitor him and make sure that, like, just just count or keep time of how long this lasts. And so I, she comes back, and she tells me what they said, and I'm like, I could be dying here and you just want to monitor me like no yeah, let's yeah. let's jump back and <laughs> let's start doing surgery right now <laughs> let's and, make it happen <laughs> yeah so um anyways I spent uh four days in the hospital I think um four or five days and it turns out that 
I had a dissection, which is a tear in my left carotid artery, which is um, the artery that supplies blood to the left side of your brain, which explains what was happening to me earlier that the right side of my body was not working because secondary to the carotid dissection, I had two uh, mini strokes or wow. TIAs, Lord. Um, which was a very pleasant uh, experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was uh, May for us. It was a whole lot of fun. Um, uh, I don't actually, you know, fun is probably not the right word, but I try to downplay a little bit because it's still sort of a touchy subject. But yeah. Um, so that that was that was May, and then I got out of the hospital, um, and about two weeks later, uh, Laura lost her full time job because um the she's a speech pathologist and they just didn't have a whole they didn't have enough clients so she lost her full-time job they moved her to a prn role which is basically as as needed um and so it was just a lot all right there together yeah um and then laura had had a health scare a couple months after that and it's it's just been a, a a tough it was a tough couple of months and one of the things we had a, a night of worship recently, and one of the things that I realized is that the 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 pain, although not not physical, more emotional pain of of those situations, um, still still lives with me. I still live with it. Yeah. Um, and so, like like I said earlier, I went to a doctor, and he said, "Man, I'm I'm lucky to be sitting across from you." and I mean, it, it just absolutely triggered something in my body, um, to where, to where I, I, you know, I was having some pretty bad anxiety for about two weeks. Um, and another thing that I, that I realized, and, and we always talk about, uh, trusting, trusting God is that, uh, something that I struggled with is that I, I, I felt betrayed by God because I'd never had a, I'd never had a moment like that in my life where, you know, things just weren't, um, you know, things weren't right and having a huge health scare. And so I, so I felt betrayed by God. And that's one of the things that I've been working on personally, because I know that, you know, that God has a plan for my life and that, um, and, and that, you know, he's, he's working in my life and, and in the people around me. And so, uh, you know, there's, it's kind of a weird thing to talk about, but there's, you know, there's some shame involved in that, that I don't trust God because why would I not trust God? He's, he's blessed me with, with so much in my life. Um, but, but yeah, that's kind of, that's, you know, that's something that, that we've had to, had to work. I say we, but that's something that I've had to work through. And I, and I'm, you know, I feel like I'm back to a point where, where I do, you know, I trust, I trust God that he's going to, gonna provide for me and gonna um and i trust that he's i actually i firmly trust that he's healing me and i i had a ct scan and a cta scan um monday that i haven't had it i haven't gotten the results back but it it should be a good first indicator of where we stand uh six months later but yeah it's it's been a it's been it's been an interesting six months for for both laura and i yeah yeah i mean what i mean I just like I can I mean I can't imagine number one but you know being in that moment you're at the Pelham Civic Center and and like I know that one of my like biggest issues I guess when it comes to faith is like I like to be in control over everything yeah and and there's something physically is happening to you where you are you are losing control of your own body right and you have no idea what's going on I can imagine and then and then kind of uh, I'm sure all the medical expenses that come with that and then having um a loss of income um directly up. so I I think it's I think it's more than logical to like go through something like that and be like I don't what in the world was this all for right and it, in the moment in the moment it's really tough but here we are 6 months later and and just as a uh, a proof I I hate to get like 
religious isn't really the right word, but there's kind of that like cheesy, like sure. you see how God's yeah. provided, but, but yeah. looking back with hindsight, like seeing how God has provided for, uh, for both Laura and I. So thankfully the church has really good health insurance. Yeah. Um, so there have been some out of pocket, uh, expenses, but not too bad. And then, um, you know, for Laura, she was able to, um, pick up a lot of PRN jobs, um, for other companies. So she's working for like six different, uh, companies, some hospitals and rehab facilities. And, um, so in some cases her income has actually been higher than it was when she was full time. Wow. Um, so being able to look back and see, uh, how God has provided. And, and the same time when, you know, when all this was going on, when Laura lost her job, there were some people at the church that came together and, uh, pulled some money, for us to be able to cover um, some expenses, you know, right out of the gate because, you know, it took a little time for her to get jobs. So, you know, that's one of the things that's awesome about um, a community of, uh, of believers is that, you know, people step up to the plate and people help each other. And, um, and we, we fully experience that benefit um, of a, you know, Christian community in the moment. Yeah. yeah. Something you talked about with like the, I guess kind of saying, you know, not necessarily religious, but maybe that cheesy religious thing. I think for a lot of students too, this kind of connects too, because I remember like I've been to, I feel like a, a bunch of, you know, youth conferences and things like that. And you hear preachers talk about, you know, have trusting in God, have faith in God. And sometimes you just don't have something tangible. Like it sounds cheesy because maybe you don't have a tangible story to connect to it. And I feel like stories like yours and stories like Les Stuckey's, like there's a connecting point there. It's like when, when, when I heard this, when you told us and when we were going through this, it's like, I was like, Oh, this is, this is what it looks like. Like trusting God, like this is real life happening in front of me. It's not just a, you know, cheesy sermon point, trusting God from a sermon. Like, this is real life. And, and I think another connecting point too, with, with less, you know, less Stucky's story too, of like just the resilience that you've, you've had through this, you and Laura both, which has just been incredible. Like you've been the first one to make, you know, stroke jokes and, and things yeah, like I mean, that. You, which you is, have to, you have to make the best of it. And that's kind of the, the, the way I operate is, I you know, to cope, I like to tell jokes about it and, you know, it's yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. So I also think like your story or whatever is a good tangible, but it's also a good tangible example because like you are vulnerable enough to admit that it's not like while you were going through this that it was like, oh yeah, you know, you know, babe, we're gonna be fine because we're gonna trust in God. Everything's gonna be great. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. like that in the moment. Like right. it's you even said like it's something that you're still trying to to <laughs> deal with. That even though you know you've worked at a church for for a long time you uh you're in the worship band um you and your wife both both play and sing in the worship band and and yet still like reality struck and you were you were left kind of i always talk about why i love the psalms you were left kind of in that moment where you're in this dark cave and you're like what in, where are you right now yeah in all of this yeah um you said uh you were you were talking about how there was like one song there was a song that you would like that, that really kind of meant something to you. And it's, um, it's from upper room, which is a, it's a church in a lot of different places, but um, you kind of their main headquarters in Dallas. And, um, you know, there's a song that they, they do called defender. And, um, you talked about how it really kind of speaks to you. So I was just curious because <clears throat> I think sometimes we, uh, we'll sing worship songs and we're doing it because it's just the thing that we do. But what was it about that song that really, connected with you and and kind of helped you in some way get you know deal with all this stuff yeah so it's funny because um i i play electric guitar and so one of the things that i when i listen to music the first thing that i hear is not the lyric the lyrical content but it's the you know what what are the what is the instrumentation doing because that's the first that's what i'm really most interested in right um so I mean the you know the instrumentation of that song is great, but uh, there was so one of the co- uh, coping mechanisms when I first got out of the hospital, uh, you know I was unplugged from all of their uh, monitors and uh, you know I didn't have 
wires going in or, or uh, I don't know what you call them, but essentially wires going into my veins so that if something happened, they could deliver, you know, medicine pretty instantaneously. Cause that was one of the things, there were two things we were worried about is that I could have an aneurysm, um, or I could have a full blown stroke. Yeah. And so one of the things they do for a stroke is there's, there's some kind of medicine that they can give you that, that helps. Uh, I don't even know what it does. I just know what they told me, but anyways, um, you know, coming out of that, very controlled environment back to my apartment with no doctors around me, no nurses yeah. around me. I, I, ha- I started suffering like full on panic attacks. Yeah. And so one of the coping mechanisms I would do is I would listen to music and, and I was listening to, uh, to worship music, uh, one afternoon and the song defender from upper room came on, which is what you're talking about. And, uh, the, yeah, I was listening to the song and one of the first things that struck me was was the lyrics and it's um the part of the the first verse is you go before i know that you've even gone to win my war uh your love becomes my greatest defense and it leads me from the dry wilderness and i just i instantly connected with that with those words and um and it it was a, a tangible reminder right in front of me that you know that god god's already set a path out in front of me and and it remind it, it really reminded me to and and like I said earlier I still struggle with it but it was a reminder to me that I need to trust God and trust that you know there there are millions of outcomes that could happen with this situation but but ultimately my my life is uh is bigger than this one thing that's happening to me right now in the moment so wow, wow. that's incredible and you know I remember like for us like as a staff um when kind of we like I guess started getting text messages and groupies about like everything that was going on and and kind of the fear and panic that that we had instantly but then you know the the prayer and and all that and um just kind of it's it's terrifying because like we're young yeah I mean I'm I'm relatively yeah yeah 30 years old everyone that I've gone and talked to every uh, like I went to the diagnostics place the other day to have my test and they were like, you're, you're too young for this. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard that like 50 yeah. times already. I'm yeah. fully aware of this yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, uh, it's an incredible story, an incredible testimony, um, of, of kind of going through something that you definitely didn't expect, um, kind of early on in, in your marriage and, and early on in your life. And, uh, and going through something like that is obviously something we don't expect. And, um, it's just an incredible testament to to you guys to be vulnerable enough to to number one share it with people. Um, I think that's I think testimony is a really important part of of who we are as Christians is is telling the story. And sometimes those stories are a little bit muddy, and sometimes those stories are a little bit difficult to to get through. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows and like oh yeah, and I just never lost faith in God. Um, I think it's crucial to, to kind of let the stories know. So I appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us, not just about how horrible the, the Tesla truck looks, but yeah, also, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, as a two time stroke survivor, it's been, a, <laughs> it's been, it's really been an honor to be here. Yeah. Uh, I've been pushing West for this moment for a while. So thank you guys. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, of course. Man, absolutely. So, I mean, you're, you were actually probably one of the first listeners of this podcast, one of the first fans, OG, like OG crew. I actually think I might have been the first the subscriber. Fir- I think you were the first subscriber and first listener. Yeah. So you, I mean, like, you know where we're going to go in the show next with uh, hot takes. So I guess that's my question. Do we have any hot takes today from either you or Scott? I mean, I'm going full on. This Tesla truck thing is just not going to be a thing. You think? That, that might not be a hot take. I I'm not really good at hot takes. I don't really know what they are. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's kind of a problem. That's like the uh, that's that's the the 30 year old in me. But yeah, I don't sure. think the uh, I don't think the Tesla truck is going to be a thing until they design one that actually looks like a truck. Yeah, I agree. I don't think people are going to want to want to necessarily buy it because it looks like I mean it looks like it's out of a sci-fi movie. Like like you said, the DeLorean or like a Batmobile. Like it's very yeah. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of these Tesla trucks in New York City. I'll just leave it at that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's my hot take. So you can, I want you to read. So we got a hot take sent in, and I want you to read it because my hot take is uh is different. Than Michael, the thing that Michael like sent us this morning. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh. 
read that one because my hot take is actually completely contrary to his. I think he's absolutely horrendously wrong about this. So he wanted to bring up the uh, the new Motorola, Motorola Razor, Razor which was a base off the Razor, the old Razor phone. Yeah. Um, which if if you know if you're really young, you you probably don't remember the Razor, but yeah. it was this was flip phones like yeah. right before you know the iPhone boom all that. There was Motorola Motorola razor and it was like the coolest flip phone to have at the time it was the, it was, it was the greatest selling phone in the history of mankind up until like one of the iphones yeah right. scott were you a razor guy or a sidekick guy i didn't have a razor i um i don't know why but like i didn't have a sidekick either like i had uh, a bunch of really terrible phones the nokia the blue brick had that one that yeah. was my first phone yep uh then i had then i got a, another God, I think it was a Nokia phone, but it was it's kind of like the next iteration of it, and I hated it, and it was terrible, and I wanted a new one, and so I went and bought a. Uh, you could buy like different faceplates, and I bought a Budweiser one. <laughs> <laughs> so mom was, and it convinced my mom that I needed a new phone. <laughs> so Stucky's Stucky's hot take was basically so if you don't know the new Motorola razors, it's a fold. It's like a flip phone again with yeah. an LCD screen, and basically his hot take is no one's gonna care about this phone. It's not gonna do well. Yeah, um, and he doesn't like it, and so no one under twenty is going to know what it is. Well, here, here's my here's my take on I look. I have no interest in that type thing. It doesn't interest me, but I guarantee it's going to sell. I mean, I if agree. you look at you know Samsung has a foldable phone. Uh, even Microsoft is coming out with a, a foldable, which is pretty much a phone. Everybody's going to have one. It is the next frontier. Whether it makes sense or not, for me it doesn't. But um, I think it's going to sell. The one thing they have going against them is that for people that look at specs, the specs aren't great. The camera's not great. The processor's not great. It's like uh, it's you know all these Android phones have Snapdragon um, things in them, which is kind of like the, the Apple has A12s and all that. The Snapdragon's their processor. Um, and the one that they have in this phone isn't isn't exactly top of the line. So they don't have top of the line specs in it, but they are charging. It's fifteen hundred dollars for this thing. Fifteen hundred dollars, which you can buy um, pretty much the top of the line iPhone uh, for that much and get much better specs, a better screen, a better everything, an OLED display. So I agree with him that people shouldn't care because it is kind of a, a whatever thing. But where I disagree with them is people are absolutely going to buy this and they're absolutely going to buy kind of the foldable screen products until they realize that they're not durable because there's been no testing about like how durable they really are kind of year over year. And I don't think there's any way to make a, make a really good screen that's not going to get some sort of weird crease in it that's going to drive you insane. Um, so that's my take. Uh, on his take, which I think he's just a hundred percent kind of wrong. Um, <laughs> so is that like a hot hot take? It's a hot hot, hot, hot take. It's a hot it's a hot hot, hot, hot take. Totally okay. hot. Yeah, I've got another hot take. Um, I think this thing that AMC movie theaters is 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 horrible. The thing they're doing with the upgrading, like the Vestavia one, yeah, where you have to basically reserve a seat before, and they're these these big chairs that are like heated seats, the recliners, yeah. and all that. But I think this new model is is horrible for a number of really? reasons. One, because ticket prices now cost like fifteen, sixteen dollars to get oh, yeah. in there. Yeah. Two, half the time you've got people bring like they now serve food and stuff, food yeah. and drinks. You have the time you have people walking up in front of you, in front of down the aisles to bring people food and drinks. Yeah. That they did also didn't make the walkways wide enough, so they're having to like slide by you, or you have to put down the recliner and then put it back up. And wait for them. And there's people talking during the movie. And you also can't show up to a movie if it's a kind of crowded movie. You can't just show up like at different times from your friends and sit by each other or save seats because you now have assigned seats. So it makes it impossible to like try to go to the movies with your friends unless you're all riding together and buy tickets back to back. So I'll, I'll say this, that I have no doubt that the AMC in Vestavia is really bad at this. But... Um, there is something in Dallas called an Alamo Draft House, which I've heard of, and and it is done extremely well, like the because it was complete 100%. The theater was built for this purpose, and so when people are like walking in front of you, you can't <laughs> you can't see them, and and it's very very, it's a much better experience. I sure. enjoyed it. 
which I'm not um, saying it can't be done better. Like it, I'm sure it can be done better, but it seems like my experience at that, you know, AMC Vestavia, it yeah. was You're just a pure movie guy. Yeah, you, like, you're just well, there to see the show have some gross <laughs> popcorn. That's you. <laughs> you're that guy. Layered butter. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. nothing like a little cardboard with some butter on it. Yeah, exactly. I'll say oh, yeah. I got another one. Uh look, I'm not a Star Wars guy. I'm going to raise yeah. my hand and say I'm not a Star Wars guy. But um, I have access to Disney Plus. It doesn't matter how. I don't want to say it out loud because of <laughs> net neutrality or whatever. They just probably shut it down. Wes is trying to get his hands on uh, our account. I know so. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I watched the first. I, I, you know, I watched The Mandalorian just because I was like, okay, fine. But I like, had zero interest in it. But dang, is it good. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's good. I like it. Is, it. it is so good. I think I'm in the boat with you. I'm not a real big Star Wars yeah. guy. I mean, I, I'll go watch the movie yeah. uh, when it comes out, probably matinee. Yeah. Usually, so the last, the, all the ones that have come out uh, within the last couple of years, my dad and I go to them, matinee, when it's like us and probably yeah. 50 other people in the theater. But I'm, I'm the same with you. I don't really, I don't particularly care about it. But the Mandalorian is awesome. Oh my god, it's, <laughs> it's really so good. Baby cool. Yoda, Baby Yoda, oh, like, yeah. so cool. <laughs> Baby Yoda's fifty years old. Yeah, I mean it's. I like. There's I started some... watching it, and I was like, "My gosh, this is so well done." Because I've seen the ones they've come out with the past, with the exception of uh, Rogue One, which I thought was excellent. The other ones, like The Force Awakens, like I didn't. I was like, "All right, great. whatever. Yeah. These are retreads. I've seen this story. I don't care." Right. This is like there's so much mystery around. Oh my it too. gosh! It's great. It's so it's good. Really and and then of course Disney Plus they got me. Uh, I watched like the first two episodes. That was like an hour, and then it said up next is Empire Strikes Back. And I was like, yeah, fine, <laughs> whatever, <we> do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was another two hours Buckle. of my life. <laughs> it was another two hours of my life. But so I asked. Uh, this is the last thing I'll say. So I texted Michael because he's our Star Wars nerd. <laughs> and um, and he'll openly admit that. I mean, I was talking to him last night about the Mandalorian. Some of the things he was bringing up was like, "Oh no, that's like Ti eighty yeah, nine or the whatever." Things like, he knows, it's ridiculous. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, where's he reading this stuff? But I uh, I text him because um, you know you meet Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back, and he's like living in this dump, and he's a dump. Like the Dagobah system or whatever is a huge dump. And he lives in a tree, and it's nasty. There's snakes everywhere and animals and all this stuff. And you're like, this is the greatest, like, Jedi that's ever lived, probably. And, and he's living in a dump. And I, like, text him. I was like, why is, why does, you know, Yoda live in a dump? And, it, and Stucky said this. He said, um, it's because, in essence, because the Force is strong in the Dagobah system. Because pretty much there's nothing else around it. You're just, like, in nature, in creation. And oh, so, therefore, wow. Yoda is more attached to the Force in that setting because of... I was like, oh, my God, that George Lucas man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he spotted it. I mean, because that's, like, how I believe you can, you know, work on getting closer to God is by, like, getting out into nature and, like, yeah, quieting yeah. everything down. And, man, Yoda knew it. He God, knew it, George man. Lucas. <laughs> that's great. Well, we love The Mandalorian. <laughs> Big fans. Are there any other closing thoughts before we... Uh... Shut this down, guys. Ah, oh, man, I've got nothing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm all thought out. <laughs> yeah. Now I've got to go work, and I, it's just not going to get today, yeah. Today's not going to go well yeah, for me. Yeah, I mean, last thing I'll say is uh, Apple TV, fix your app. You you have the worst streaming app that I have on my oh, roof. It it freezes. It just randomly shuts down. It is it is not great. Disney Plus app's awesome. ESPN Plus app is awesome. Hulu, Netflix, all those are great. The Apple TV app which I have Apple TV Plus, and I try to watch all your original content, um, not the best. So you're talking about the actual, the actual Apple TV, not not or the, the uh, streaming the, service, the streaming not, service. not the Apple TV. Not the Apple TV, the streaming okay. service. And for whatever reason, like I can't figure it out, but it just... I'm sure that'll get fixed. They listen I to mean, this it's, podcast. Yeah, yeah sure. and it's yeah, real, yeah, it's real shop, uh, shocking that Apple rolls out software that's buggy. Yeah, and yeah. This is buggy. Right, is right off, right this out of the This is buggy, game. and I have no idea why, and it's strange. But that, was, that was a little dose of sarcasm there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right now, right now, Siri's listening to everything that I'm saying and reporting to some, to, yeah. like, you know, database system in Tim Ireland, Cook. and they'll figure this out. Did you yeah. hear that? Siri, did you hear it? She uh, never she never talks to me when like I want her to, but yeah. if I like randomly say like strawberries, she'll say I didn't catch that. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I've been having that issue the last yeah. probably five or six months where Siri all of a sudden just turns herself on. Yeah. I do have one final thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come on, come on. I switched my Siri the other day, like literally two days ago, to the Australian Siri. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, and also if Apple, if you want to be awesome, you'll just kind of steal whatever Google does with Google Assistant and make that Siri because Siri is pathetic in comparison. <laughs> End of take. <laughs> A lot of hot takes from Scott. Well, David, thank you for this being on. This blonde rose coffee from Starbucks, man. It's got me just jittery. <laughs> David, thank you for being here today. Uh, you've been an awesome guest. Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, hopefully, we can have you back in the future. So, anyway, if you want to send us any a recurring guests, we'll yeah, send recurring. you a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, buy our merch. We'll have merch online uh, maybe next year. When, yeah, the, when they release the Tesla truck, we'll start yeah. rolling out oh. our merch. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you can send us hot takes at rsm underscore students or wes underscore holly. Uh, This has been In the Office with Scott and Wes. We will see you guys later. Bye.